Tonight we discuss episode 202, second episode of season 2, from October 27th, 1981, which makes sense because in the episode Sarah says, it's October. That's correct, sir. Your guest is as good as mine. So it's 3 a.m. and there's someone knocking at the girl's door. Turns out it's their cousin April from Milford, Delaware that they haven't seen since they were kids when Henry and April's dad got into a fight. So then April decides she April's just going to crash on the couch. The next morning, upstairs, Henry and Muriel are waiting for the girls to arrive for breakfast. So then the girls show up and they say, hey, surprise, and they have April there. Neither Henry or Muriel recognize April at all, and they just think it's, Henry thinks it's one of their weird friends, and then he thinks that she's an imposter, and in fact not their cousin April. But then he quickly realizes, yeah, you're, you're, you're my, my niece, April. How's your dad? That's what he asks. When Henry finds out that April's been backpacking and going backpacking around Europe and, and just doing whatever she wants, he tells them that his brother Bill is very irresponsible. So the girls ask if April can stay on their couch when Muriel speaks up and says she can sleep in, our, in the spare bedroom that we're, we're saving for the baby. So Muriel offers up the spare bedroom, which Henry is not too happy about. Cut to a week later, Henry is drawing in his Oregon State sweater, and April is driving him crazy out in the living room with her tambourine and all these weird people calling at all, all hours and showing up at the door. She's got to write a hit song. She's got to write that hit song. Because that's how long she's going to be there until she sells a hit, writes a hit song. And nobody thinks she's going to sell anything because she's a crazy, hippie, wackadoodle. We got a sample of her lyrics. We did get a sample of her lyrics. Yes. When she convinced them, or when Muriel said, okay, you can crash in the bedroom. Well, they, she has family. So weird people are coming by all the time, and she's playing the tambourine. And somebody named Moonbeam calls, and April sets up a meeting for 12 a.m. somewhere in this guy's van. And then somebody, the doorbell rings, and two punks, punk rockers show up, like your classic 1980 punk rocker with, with mohawks, colored mohawks. These guys, uh, yeah, they, they totally got the audition. I don't know. What would you say, Marty? Probably walked in like that and they said, you're hired. But more on those actors later. So Henry closes the door on these on these uh, scary-looking punks who really have no business being in his house, as far as Henry is concerned. They were my collaborators. Yeah. April is very upset about this whole thing. She's just she's just trying to write her song. So then the then the doorbell rings again, and this time it's Monroe, with a 
He's got like a guitar case with him. And he's there to collaborate with April on a new song. And now they have all afternoon to collaborate because April doesn't have anything else to do. She's working on the song. So Henry goes back to back to his drawings and he's like, no tambourine. That was the only thing he said, no tambourine. So he goes back and as soon as he starts drawing again, Monroe begins playing the bagpipes in the living room and it's just chaos and, and he can't handle it. So he goes out there, throws Monroe out. A hit song with bagpipes. She was trying to really push the envelope there. Yeah, yeah. She's cutting edge. April the trendsetter. So April tells Henry that she doesn't think this is working out. Henry agrees. That's pretty much act one right there. Later, Muriel comes home with her bag of groceries. Again? Yeah. Wow, she keeps coming home with that bag of groceries. And it looked kind of heavy this time. <laughs> it did, it did. She barely made it to the She's sink. She's pregnant. Why isn't Why isn't uh, somebody helping her? Oh, we will see the bump slowly grow over the next 20 episodes as well. Henry tells Muriel April is making him crazy and he's worried about her influence on on their daughters. And he says he'll buy her a ticket to go home. April hears all this and tells him she made it on her own without him and won't stay where she's not wanted. All right, so later on, Henry comes home for dinner and no one will talk to him. They're all giving him the, the cold shoulder. And then he tells them that he's bought a first class ticket for April so she can go back home to Delaware. So then Henry discovers that she's gone. She's taken her tambourine, her bicycle, and I guess that's pretty much it. Well, if April took the tambourine with her, then she must be serious. Yeah. And so uh, and she left, and that's the end of Act 2. April's gone. Henry and Muriel are, are worried about April. They're in the bedroom. Henry's looking out the window. He's like, where's April? What's going on? It's the middle of the night. Anything could be happening. And then Muriel says that maybe Henry is taking his feelings for his brother out on April. And Henry thinks that she might be right. He, becomes, he gets a an epiphany or a revelation that yes he is transposing his feelings for his brother onto his niece. Does that sound correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. His brother, another one of the characters that's talked about much like the still unnamed Iris that later we do eventually meet. Now three or five, five more, eight more episodes? Something like that. Something to look forward to. So then the girls in Monroe come in and say they can't find April anywhere. They've, they've even caught, talked to Moonbeam. So they went to his van, wherever the heck that is. They, they've chased down all these punks, right? Putting themselves in real danger to look for April. As far as Henry is concerned, he'd be like, what? He should be very concerned that they even did that, right? Why wasn't he out doing that? 
letting his daughters and Monroe go out. So then they get a phone call from the police of someone fitting April's description. So they jet off to the police station. Apparently Henry stays behind and April thinking Monroe was Henry comes back into the house to get her notebook. She was just hiding around the corner. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she, yeah, I don't, it was just luck that they all left. She thought, oh, everyone left. So Henry and April have a heart-to-heart talk, and Henry asks her to stay because she's family. And I think that's how it ends. Your guest is as good as mine. I would have called this one April Arrives in October. Oh, that's a good one, too. So let's see, what were those cosmic cow totals of the week? We have the first appearance of April, who is the very first interloper. You know, those characters that show up, they seem like guest stars, but then they never leave. And they start to change the course of the program. This show gets quite a few of those people. The first one is Cousin April from Delaware, who has arrived to stay for a while. As far as other guest stars go, we had the Punkers, who were completely uncredited. Were they? Yeah, I was watching those credits to see where Dina Freeman was credited. I believe that's April's real name. And then it just showed that and nobody else, so... The two punkers at the door, I believe, did not get name credit. That's not cool. No, that's how it used to be back in the day. There's only so much space. You know, there's been so many episodes like, say, The Bank, for instance. All those extras, they don't get their name in the credits, you know. I guess if you don't talk. That's true. They didn't say anything. But speaking of talking, Henry was talking to Cosmic Cow again because he was cracking up. That's one of the rare occurrences where you get to hear the Cosmic Cow voice. Although it sounds almost exactly like his voice. That's true. Which is interesting considering uh, he used to do voices for cartoons. You think he'd mix it up a little bit. And of course we got to see the Cosmic Cow drawing board. And a rare instance of Henry drawing without having the cow puppet on his hand. Maybe it's because he was cracking up because of all the tambourine. I think maybe that's just when he's sketching the the scenery, hmm. when he's actually drawing. I don't know. I think it's they screwed up. <laughs> Tweet you. us at GMR Podcast with what your thoughts. Henry's sweaters. We had another double sweater. University of Kentucky and Oregon State University, but Monroe was not wearing stripes. But April was. April was. It's true. Objects out the window? No. But Henry does shut the window and later looks out the window. So the window was very much in play. They make the most of that bedroom window, that's for certain. One-sided phone conversations make a triumphant return this episode. We had three of them. uh, First it was Henry to Moonbeam. No, no, it was that was no, it was uh, it was April the Moonbeam, wasn't it? No, Hen- Henry picked up the phone. Oh, Henry the Moonbeam, then April to Moonbeam. Yeah, we never got to see her talking on That's the phone. That's right. It was just passed along to her. Then, 
Muriel to the police. Uh, yeah, we do get to see when he's out there picking up the tambourine, like, oh, I'm going to punch oh, this is, tambourine. That is true. She's, oh, you're right, you're right. She's finalizing the midnight rendezvous. Yeah. So we had four Henry pointing instances, but no stammers. I, I, I didn't hear any stammers this week. That grocery bag prop was back again. We talked about that earlier. And she this time she had a bunch of uh, stuff for her photo room. That's true, yeah, she did go into the dark there room. There was like a couple plate or like uh, things you could dip your... Yeah. That almost counts as a photography mention. It total, I believe it totally You, you would, count yeah. that? Then I guess that is our photography mention. Those are like those little trays you dip the get the photos in, you know, to, to develop them or put them in the chemicals. If we're going to count that, then we did have another instance of Muriel singing. Ah, the good old days. Smoking and, and, and uh, carousing all night. Yeah, that's right. More, more uh, tropes in this one than I realized. We get a rare daytime freeze frame transition. Very strange. And then later we get the uh, nighttime freeze frame transition. I wrote, is this the first time for that? No, I don't think it was. I think the first time was a few weeks ago. Still no Monroe's motorcycle, but you think you're going to get Monroe's guitar. Turns out it's just Monroe's guitar case, which is full of bagpipes. And then he falls downstairs, and he's completely unharmed. Now remember that, okay? And as he falls, we don't see him fall. We just see Henry's face, and he just kind of smiles as you can hear Monroe's bagpipes or Monroe bouncing down mm -hmm. the stairs. And later when he falls down the stairs and gets hurt, which turns out he wasn't really hurt that bad, spoiler, uh, you don't see him fall down the stairs that time either. You get to see Henry's face. There's at least two or three scenes where you actually see him stumble down the stairs. Yeah, there's one where he, and I think we've watched it already, where he gets his leg wrapped around the banister. He's delivering those flowers. Yeah. yeah. It's got to happen again. I'm pretty certain it happens again. As far as mentioning Andrew, we had a mention of the nursery, that spare room, which they had all those episodes to do something with. And now, you know, it's funny because... They had 20 episodes to do something with that. And now they're going to have 20 episodes with somebody staying in that room. The intro was the same as last week. We had the uh, one-note music cue that happened twice. Now, I wrote here the downbeat part of the theme song is removed from the end credits. And I said in my notes, I believe this is the first time. Actually, last week, I'm pretty sure it was the first time. Okay, bizarreness, odd happenings. Well, we've, we had quite a few things. This is the beginning of Henry and his brother's fighting storyline. Henry's brother, who we will see eventually. Bill. And a cheesecake. There were punkers at the front door. How often does that happen? What, were there punkers at the front door? Yeah, and there was a Monroe on bagpipes. Hell yeah. It, that was a singular appearance of Monroe with the bagpipes. And how funny that I wrote in my notes. Monroe falls downstairs, and Henry smiles. 
On a, on a grade of 1 to 5, I give this a 3. What did we learn this week? April is other people's children. She is not my responsibility. Well, she is for the next 20 episodes, though. Next week, we'll be back with the third episode of Season 2. This one's a slightly more interesting episode. It's a bizarre one. Another one that changes the entire course of the program, but in a different way. Or maybe it doesn't. It depends on how you interpret this episode. Who's Sarah now? Henry and Muriel think Sarah may have been switched at birth. Wow. You can hear my show on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Download the free app today. Listen anytime, anywhere. Create custom playlists. Rate and review my show on Stitcher. And over 4 million car dashboards. On demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory. Stream your favorite podcasts. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store.